How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump into our continuation of talking about Las Vegas. And so today's podcast, I want to use this time to talk about a pretty big, like it's actually an important conversation that needs to be had and maybe would have swayed uh, my decision to move here in the first place, or at least to jump into working in the hospitality industry. And it's a it's a big one. It's a super important subject that needs to be talked about more because if you don't have this, your life, I, I've seen so many people's lives be ruined because of this one thing. And that is the idea of self-control. And so it's a it's a touchy subject to talk about, especially for a lot of my friends and people that are immersed in this industry. I want to say maybe nine nine out of ten of my friends probably are lacking in no, it's getting better actually. I don't know what happened like in the last couple of years where people have been going on like health crazes, but let's say seven out of ten. It's definitely a majority. Let's say seven out of ten people um are uh like no self-control whatsoever, like no aspect of self-control. And so when I, when I moved, to, I consider myself to be a pretty intelligent person. Um, I consider myself a person that's been uh, through multiple different life experiences. I've done pretty much, I mean, a multitude of different things, living in a different country, working multiple different types of jobs, um, interacting with tons of different people, traveling across different parts of the world. So, I mean, I, I consider myself pretty versed, not, I mean, uh, clearly you can always become more versed in a lot of things, you know, as we age, we, we gain more experience, but I consider myself at my age to be someone that's done a ton of stuff at, at their age and is full of, full of interesting stories. But I don't think I was ever prepared for Vegas. And I, I, one of, it's one of the reasons why I had to leave the hospitality industry, like get myself away from working in it. Um, I, I, I told myself, you know, like I'll forever make wealth from, from Las Vegas and other cities like this, where you can make money from, from travelers and, and people that are looking to have fun and entertainment, but I'm never going to work in that industry ever again, because I, in my capacity did not realize just how lacking in self-control I have. Like and maybe I should have realized those things beforehand because I've always been someone considered to be a yes man. <laughs> I love jumping in new experiences and trying new things all the time. Um, but I just, I, I, for whatever reason, just didn't grasp. Like once you get involved in, in uh, and again, this is for people that, well, I mean, in general. So like if you have no control, like if you have gambling issues, if you have like drinking issues, if you have... Um, if you, if you're like ADHD and, and you get easily distracted by things and you can't stay focused on, on important things in your life, you know, this is probably the last city that you should be moving to, to be completely honest. Can you succeed in it? Yes. Will that success translate to, and when I talk about success, I mean like financial success, um, Will that trans the, like the, will that financial success translate into long term prosperity? No, honestly, I don't think so. And and I will say, definitely, like if if six out of ten people have or seven out of ten people have a problem with self control, a lot of it stems with their um like when you look at it, it's alcohol and and money, like 
completely they have a lack of inability to at least for me i've always been good with money at least um but with the whole aspect of just liquor it's just been so bad the city is like the worst thing for my liver (laughs) in the last so many years but and the reason why I'll, i'll talk about my personal experience and then i'll talk about like other like observations um there are people that get into the hospitality industry that tend to what I would consider do it the right way where um, they have a ton of self-control. You know, they, they have a curfew for themselves. They only go into work and, and then leave work. They don't have fun um, outside of work. You know, they, they, they offer the best customer service to the clientele. They answer all their questions, but Vegas is an interesting city where you're almost incentivized to kind of have this, this fun with your clientele. It's, it's, it's not like it's a requirement, and I, I hate to sound like as if like you, you, you need to do these things. You don't, not at all. But I have seen that for a lot of people that, that like find themselves like entertaining themselves with like their clients and, and things of that nature and like get sucked into like this like, I'm here for just a weekend, let's have fun, let's party, whatever kind of mentality. Like people that kind of um emulate that as well as like a promoter or a host or a cocktail waitress or whatever. They tend to do financially a lot better than some other people, and, and you could definitely see it. The problem is, is that you know it's it's one thing to kind of act out of control, and it's another to like be out of control and make money, and then not be able to like manage your, your money. When I first got into the industry, I, I saw this, so I thought to myself, well, let me try to act as someone that is just completely out of control. It's like the it's going to command like the center of attention and, and just like make a fool of himself and, and like get people to, to, you know, just want to have this like promoter and host. And so because of that, I blew up pretty quickly in my social media because it's like how I pushed myself out there. And honestly, where like this tongues out name came out for myself because I would just be like that funny guy where people like groups, like my, my groups of people that I would be taking care of would like want to take like photos with me and I'd be like having like fun with them and I would be, like, entertaining drinks with them. And I told myself, like, hey, I'm always going to have a level of self-control where I'm only doing this for the clients. And I'm only doing it for just, like, at the moment, like, here at work. But it's not going to get worse than that. Like, I'm not going to, like, get intoxicated or anything of that nature. And for a little bit, I did pretty well with it. But I, I honestly, and it, it's, it's, the, it's the wildest thing. And I think it's just because you're completely surrounded by other people. Like I said, the majority of the people get sucked into this world as well. You're surrounded by people that are just immersed into this idea where like you have to do this, that, um, you start to get too, you start to like dig too deep of a hole. Like you start to, you're like, okay, well this client's been like a really good client of mine for a while. Let me justify getting like really ridiculous with them this weekend. Like let's get super drunk Let's have fun. Or it's like a big event. There's like a person I've been taking care of. And it's like a special occasion. Let's get, let's get like white girl wasted. Um, and, you know, like you, you start to like, you slowly get your, like you start to see, like you, you wake up the next day and you're like, man, I had a ton of, ton of drink the, that day. Like I'm going to take a week off like from drinking. And you do that. And then all of a sudden like some big events happen, like, uh, you start to justify like, oh, I'll only go crazy like on big events, like holiday events. And so you start to do that. And then eventually what you start to not realize is that literally Las Vegas is like it's always something's going on almost every single weekend during the summer. 
and the spring and the fall and the winter that you find yourself justifying almost every single time for you to, to be drinking. And so not only do you have this mix of like clientele that wants you to like, you know, have this kind of fun and party with them, but then you internalize this justification because of whatever big event. And so you just get, you just, you dig this deep hole. And then the worst part of it all is that if you are well networked in, in the hospitality industry, like with different like uh, owners and, and bartenders and, and promoters and hosts and cocktail waiters and security and pretty much and managers and like all like the aspects of like all, all like the important people in these venues, you, uh, you know, you find yourself in, in the habit of like getting like free drinks all the time, not even having to ask for it. You just kind of get it. It's just like a, it's the, the way the industry works. And I, I talked about this briefly about, you know, working, like if you want to come out here and work, it's kind of one of the perks, but it's, it's really not a perk. It's, it's actually, it's very toxic. And I, and it's one of the things that I kind of favored that a lot of the industry started to kind of get away from because it's become more corporate and here in Las Vegas, it used to be like, you know, small family owned businesses or like, you know, uh, like a small group of owners that manage like these big club scenes here in Las Vegas. But then, you know, just like in everything, Wall Street kind of finds its hand into every aspect of society. And so it's been very corporatized here in, in Las Vegas. So from hotels to store chains to, to even nightclubs, like a lot of them are owned by a lot of shareholders now uh, or they're owned by like publicly traded businesses. And so because of that, their profit margins are super important. And so they're not willing to just give free stuff to all their employees all the time because it's a loss technically for a business. You know, ultimately, if all your employees are just going and getting free drinks at the bar or and they're, they're taking care of their gas and giving them free drinks, it's like, yeah, do you generate a lot of business as well? Yeah, of course. Um and, like, you'll, you'll go and, like, get free, like, bottle service and, like, you'll just kind of overdo it and you'll get, like, six bottles for a client when you're only supposed to be getting, like, two. And it was like that when I first got into the industry. It was, like, really relaxed with, like, the number of free alcohol you can give. So it was just, like, the worst timing. I think if you get into it now, it's not as bad because it's just so regulated. Like, it's, like, you you have to be, like, the, the lead for your team. You only get so many free drink tickets and that you can give away to, like, the rest of your coworkers. And it's, like, super micromanaged now, like, with drinks. Can you still get away with it? Yeah, of course. Like, if you're, like, good friends with, like, you know, higher-ups and, like, different positions, like host teams or, or like, you know, directors, they'll, they'll always take good care of you. But, like, your general promoter now, just it doesn't have the same power that they used to have back in the day when it comes to, like, just giving away free free liquor over the bar all the time. Um so I think if you get into it now, it's a little bit harder for you to kind of lose that self-control. But again, you know, you're just always like you're and, and then you're incentivized to kind of develop a relationship with other bars. So like on your off time, you're always at like another bar like during the day or at night. And then your your company does a lot of outreach as well. And what outreach is, it's like you're it's where your team kind of goes out and does an outing together at a, at a competing venue. And the reason why you do that is you go to see like how their operations work, what they do, and then also to like network and, and meet new people. And every competitor does that. So you tend to like get taken care of when you do like a team outing. And then like whenever a competitor comes to us a team outing at your club, you take good care of their entire team. You give them like free bottle service and, and, you know, uh, in return, you do this because, like, you want to develop a relationship with these people because 
like I was saying in, in the podcast about talking about why you would come into this industry is like when one, not every single guest wants to just go to your club all weekend long. They want to go to every single thing they can. And so like you want to be the type of person where you can, you know, host your entire group throughout the whole weekend. You don't want to be like, Hey, I can only help you here. I can't help you anywhere else. It just, you're going to lose that traffic. You're going to lose that book of business very quickly because another person is going to be like, well, I mean, I can help you here, 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 there, that, the, you know, so, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a world where you, you know, you, the more people, you know, the better it is for your business as well. And so I knew this, so I would go out on all my free time. I would, you know, go out to all these different clubs all the time, network with every single host and promoter. I would hang out with like the, the big dogs from like my team. And, and then they would introduce me to like the very important people at like every venue. And I would develop like a good relationship with them. And it just, it helped me grow pretty quickly in this industry. My first year and a half in, in Vegas, like my first maybe two years in Vegas were like killer. I, I did super well with it. And it was like at the end of my second year, um, that's when things started to go downhill. I had like this system in place. Oh, you know what? I never talked about. I'll talk about that tomorrow. I, there might be a possibility that I don't have a guest on tomorrow and that's fine. I'll just be my own guest about this because there's going to be some things I'm going to be sharing tomorrow about like how I pretty much got away with making more money than my first two years, but doing absolutely zero work whatsoever. And so, um, I might just do that tomorrow. But anyways, uh, it's just, people are so unreliable at the last minute when it comes to, um, you know, being a guest sometimes. And, and like, you, you try to plan, like, having, like, multiple people, but, like, you don't want to commit, like, hey, like, I want to book a window with you, even if there's, like, a person that you do want to have on. And so that person, you're like, oh, I'm super excited to have this person on. And at the last minute, they, like, they can't do it. And so you reach out to, like, the, your, your backup people, and then they're like, well, I'm actually, like, now I made plans. And so I've been left in that position. And I'm trying, like, even now to still try to get someone on. But if it doesn't work out, it's fine. Like, I, I, there's so much value I can offer in tomorrow's. And I almost forgot about this, too, because, like, this would have been one of the ones I would have saved for this week. And it probably would have been a super long one to talk about. So it's, it's great, like, if I don't have a guest. And anyways, if I did have a guest, there's something I would just, like, pitch to them. And they would probably be like, wow, I'd never knew that. But um, essentially, uh, I grew up pretty quickly. And, but like after my second year, I started to realize like, hey, I kind of want to party all the time. I don't know why that happened. Um, but there was a, like a part of me where it was just like, at this point, I was just like, you know, I just want to get wasted all the time. Like everywhere I go, I'm going to get wasted and I, I'm not an alcoholic. It's not like I have a problem with drinking. I've never had an addictive personality. Thank God. Like, I, you know, I smoke weed and I don't like I can um, and I'll do a, a entire week's podcast on cannabis as well because I worked in that industry once I left uh, working in the hospitality industry. I wanted to <clears throat> understand how legal marijuana works and, and how it's impacted like, you know, the state and other states. And I wanted to network because I honestly think like cannabis is like the next alcohol prohibition. Like it's about to end. And you'll be able to buy cannabis everywhere, and it's it's crazy. So I, I wanted to kind of get my foot in the door and see how the operations work and everything of that nature. So I did that for a year, and it was such a great learning experience. But anyways, um, even it, it, with that, like, I since I had my daughter, I told myself, like, I'm not going to have cannabis anymore. And, like, 
this is for, coming from a guy that when I was working in the industry, it was the same thing. I was getting like free weed all the time. And, and I just like, <laughs> I had my fridge at one point was just full of like cannabis, like edibles. I had like so many weed pens, like vape pens. I had so many, like so much flour and I had family that flew in and like, I've had like friends over before COVID-19 was a thing. And I just like gave it all away to people. I was like, they were like, are you insane? I was like, nah, I'm just, you know, I don't want to be high when I'm, having my daughter like i want to be sober so like even like when i went left the hospitality industry i never drank a drink again honestly like i mean i maybe drank once in a while but i was just like yeah i'm done like i didn't have to go through like rehab or anything of that nature and i can i empathize with people that do have to go through that though like i can see i've oh my god a countless amount of friends that i have had that had to go through like a program like that to sober up and and i strongly recommend that if that's your case like you should get the help that you need um, I just, for whatever reason, just never had that issue whatsoever. Um, but so I, 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 whatever reason wanted to kind of, and I think it was because like the amount of influence I had at Marquee at the time was like the highest. Like I was able to like hang out with like the, and like anywhere I wanted to be, I like was so well connected with like the upper management and everything of that nature that I kind of abused the power. And so like, I, I, I ran with that, that, and I, I've never seen myself ever be at a loss of self-control ever. Like I was talking about like every day and night, I was just like constantly getting wasted all the time with guests. And I was super successful. I was, I was networking with more people than ever before. I was making more money than I ever made before. But honestly, like I just felt completely shitty. Like I felt unhealthy. I felt like I wasn't doing, I was like, making no progress. And I actually do to that, um, that way of, of living. I actually got like fired from like from marquee, but funny enough, I, I, it's the only job I've ever been fired from, but, um, or no second job I've ever been fired from. But, uh, the first one was just me being an immature. Well, I guess both times just for being immature. Like I was 20 years old when I got fired from my first job. And this, and this other time I got fired just because again, I was just like, going well I was too out of control like even at this point with all the influence I had and like all the like the relationships I had with upper management directors and owners and all of this um even at that point it was just like I had broken so many rules so many times and I was given so much lenience that eventually it was like dude you like how can we you know discipline other people that do half of what you do and and it's like we're sorry, but we're gonna have to let you go. But you know, we'll put you down for rehire. <laughs> and actually, funny enough, I, I I worked again with them, and I, I just my passion in the in the industry just was lost after that first time. And after I I was like, you know, I'll take the winter off. I'll come back to it, put a lot of focus, work really hard, just focus on making money. I got back again to it, and I I just saw the temptation again. I was like, now nah, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm gonna leave, and so. Um, I just, my heart wasn't in it the second time I started working for Marquee again, but I love the team and, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's an awesome family, like, uh, relationship that I had over there, but, um, just not conducive at all. So that's like my personal issue. And I, I mean, I could evolve on that like forever on it, but honestly, it was just like an entire year of just like going down the drain. And I mean, there were so many opportunities that like bad things could have happened to me. And, um, they never did. And it's just, 
crazy stories for sure. Like those will be for another time, but, um, yeah, it's just like, if you, you really have to understand what self-control, I don't like, I, I don't think I've ever, I was ever proposed that idea. Like what, you know, self-control because like, I've never been in that position. Like I've had a ton of fun, you know, for different days, but like on a consistent daily basis, going out all the time and just doing this for like a whole year, which is so bad. It really was. And I don't even know what kind of damage I did to my body because of that. Thank God your body can recover, you know, at a younger age. But, um, and almost anyone could tell you that too. Like if I, if I had any guest on from like Marquee, they'd be like, oh my God, Jason was like, it's too crazy. You know, his last year, it's just too ridiculous. Um, but anyways, so that's, that's one aspect. So like if you're, if you have no ability to, you know, to manage, alcohol i honestly would not recommend you coming to the city it is very tempting to get sucked into that i didn't even think i would ever have an issue with that before but man i i i didn't realize it until like i was surrounded by other people that were just loving to drink all the time and 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 it was free and it was kind of like incentivized to do that like your guests would give you bigger tips if you were having more fun with them so it was just like a, a horrible perfect storm for like someone that just Never really ever had an issue with drinking. Um, secondly is gambling. Luckily, I never got sucked into this one because I enjoy gambling and I love gambling, but I told myself when I moved to Vegas, I would never have a gambling issue. Now, would I gamble here and there? Yeah, of course. Did I make some like silly big bets sometimes? Yeah, but I never like, I knew that if I like, especially if I started like party all the time and get drunk all the time, that if I mix like, like gambling all the time, oh my God, I, uh, we would be living on the streets right now probably, but luckily I never got sucked into that. But again, that's like another thing too. So like if you enjoy gambling, don't come to this city. It is not a good city for you. If you could tell yourself like you're not going to do it and you have that uh, willpower to not, then, then kudos. But the entire, I mean, all of Las Vegas is gambling. Like Seven Elevens, there's gambling slot machines. There's like a slot machine everywhere. Like any convenience store, like, I mean, all over the strip, all over, like, every hotel has got a million different machines and different, like, card games and just, it's just not healthy for you whatsoever. So if you have a gambling issue, definitely, again, would not recommend it. Um, and then drugs. Oh, my God. Again, thank God I never had really an issue ever with this. Like, cannabis was, like, the only thing, but, um, I mean, yeah. we'll talk about that, like, my, my week podcast talking about cannabis, but I honestly don't think, it's, it's such... I mean, actually, not anymore. I think more and more people are, are realizing that the negative stigma around marijuana is just like, it's the silliest thing ever. It's so stupid. It's like, why is alcohol legal, but marijuana isn't? It doesn't make any sense. But, um, but like, if you have, like, hardcore drug issues, like, if you, like, like cocaine, heroin, you know, whatever it is, like, outside of alcohol, don't come to the city as well. Like, especially cocaine. I don't, it is everywhere in las vegas like everywhere and and people ask you for it all the time like guests always ask you not knowing that it's completely illegal and it's like yeah i don't deal that stuff i'm not gonna go go to jail for like helping you find like drugs but like honestly you don't need to ask me just ask the right person and and you'll eventually find it and i know they do because eventually like you know you just you see these people get kicked out of a club or whatever, and it's always for the same reasons, like, they get caught in the bathroom always doing cocaine, um, and it's just, 
ridiculous how much that stuff is it goes around in the city and again maybe like four out of ten people working in the hospitality industry get sucked into it and, and you know they do it and they do it hardcore like a lot of their money goes towards like purchasing cocaine and you know again i just feel like it's it's just not healthy for you uh it's just not good for you whatsoever so in general if you're lacking, like, in any kind of aspect of self-control whatsoever, I would not come to Las Vegas. It's the worst city for you to come to. You're really going to – if you think you're having it bad with your self-control in the city that you're living in right now, it's going to be ten times worse coming out here. So, yeah, can you make a ton of money out here? Yes. But is your money going to be being wasted? It's like making a million dollars and then gambling away all of your million dollars or blowing it on blow or, like, you know – it's using a million dollars to just like focus on like your image and just getting ridiculously drunk. And it's just that you just see so many people in this industry that just like lack control. And I have always appreciated the people that I see that are in control. There's like a lot of people that I used to work with at Marquis that just barely drank or never drank ever. And for those people, I would always like round of applause for them always because this, this industry, it's super hard to not, not have self-control. So um, if you ever have any questions about that or you need a little bit more details of just about like my struggles with it, um, yeah, I'm definitely open about talking about that stuff all the time. And in the future, I'll definitely make it like talk about it more and some funny stories because that's more reserved for like funny, <laughs> the most ridiculous stories whatsoever. But luckily, it's never negatively impacted me. Um, I'm completely great now. Uh, I've never like dug myself into uh, to a hole too deep where I couldn't get myself out of it, luckily. So, but I, te- I tested it all the time, man. I tested that line all the time. And so don't ever do that because you can make one mistake and find yourself in prison or, or being hated by everyone or, you know, just destroying your life or dying. You know, I've, I've, I, you just hear about it all the time. Like every six months I see someone that's died in this industry from just a lack of control. But um, anyways, thank you guys again for listening to this podcast. Again, if tomorrow I don't have a guest, tomorrow's podcast is going about me sharing something I've only shared with like maybe two people ever in the industry. And it was so complicated for them because I never really gave like the ins and outs on how to exactly do it that they never really implemented it themselves, but it changed my life. It, it allowed me to make more money than ever before and be consistently drunk all the time. And it just is, it was so awesome uh, of like a learning experience because I just love problem solving and I saw a problem in this industry that needed to be solved and it, it just, it's killer. And to this day, I even use this, this technique still for a lot of different things that I do. But I'm going to share it publicly for the first time, and it's going to be a big one. So if I – and if I even have a guest on, I'm going to be talking about this with them as well, and I just want to hear what they think about it. But if not, I would love for you guys to hear it and just, like, give me your, um, your thoughts about it. But anyways, until then, I will catch all of you mañana. Peace.